0: anxiety, depression, stress, and burnout. College students like me today faced a number of mental health challenges, and in these times, seeking help from a professional or counseling has never been more difficult. That's why a group of students have developed a new way to get 24-7 access to mindfulness and well-being resources at your fingertips. Cali. Instead of other mindfulness apps which generalize your symptoms, Cali is designed to be tailored to your personal needs and its intuitive AI gives me motivational tips, workout assessments, and an ear to listen to my thoughts. As featured by Microsoft and the Clinton Foundation, Cali is an award-winning app brought to you by Press Health. Download Cali using the referral link from the description or from the 47podcast.com website and try Cali for a week for free with no commitments and get 10% off your first subscription.
1: Hello my name is Jacob and my name is Yuma
0: and welcome back to the 47 podcast
1: and this will be episode five and we today we will be discussing the kombini or the convenience stores of Japan
0: yes <laughs>
1: yep and before we dive into that be sure to check out our website at 47podcast.com to check out our previous menus and recipes for, uh the dishes that we discussed and also our social media platforms including Twitter at 47cast and our Instagram at 47podcast so that you can be able to submit any questions that you may have for our recipes and just questions in Japanese cuisine in general.
0: Thank you Yuma and before we dive in, before we dive in right into the konbini, uh, just talking about life in general, catching up. Um, I think to the audience, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but finally back at school across the country um, in Rhode Island. And a benefit of that is that I live close now to an Asian market. And so I'm finally able to try out um, some of these recipes. Obviously, I encourage the audience to try a bit. Um, one thing I've uh, made last week, actually, that I made quite a few times before is kare rice. I'm sure a lot of the audience are uh, familiar with curry, uh, maybe not Japanese curry though in particular. Um, it's easy, extremely easy to buy. Uh, you can find golden curry at any grocery store, usually at the international food aisle. So just wanna put that plug in real quick. <laughs> Definitely an easy to try Japanese dish if you want. You can put anything in it, vegetables, um, usually potatoes, carrots, any you know leftover meats you wanna use up real quick that are in the freezer. Um, you know, just throw it in, usually to a pressure cooker, or you can sauté it, um,
1: it turns out really great. And this is my just uh, personal curiosity, but how do you rate your own curry out of 10, Jacob?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i always striving to get closer and closer to that taste I got in Coco <laughs> yeah. Um, So for people who don't know, Coco Ichibanya is a curry house in Japan. Um, it's, it's a really popular chain. There's multiple curry houses in Japan, but I think Kokoichi is kind of the most recognizable one. Um, you'll find chains all across the country. Um, when I went there, my friend, you know, introduced me to it. And I think that was the meal we consistently had the most. I think I had that like six or seven times over the course of two weeks (laughs) in Japan. So. I'm always sort of trying to rate on a scale of how close I can get to that. First time I made it was sort of, you know, maybe five or six. Um, I think I've slowly gotten closer. I'd say I'm at a seven. But, um, yeah.
1: That's quite a good score for me. <laughs> Hopefully you can make that <laughs> One day I'll get a test. Yeah. One day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, moving on to our main discussion for today, Konbini. So this uh, along with the vending machines, you can see this almost everywhere across Japan, and mm. you know this is where you get, I mean, like either you like your junk food, just your drinks, snacks, and I'll be honest, you can pretty much grab yourself like an entire meal, at a kombini. and the reason why this is called kombini is it's actually short for a convenience store, and as most of you may know, Japan actually likes to abbreviate majority of you know their names and their pronouns, right. and like. To get, like, a name a few even, like, Pokemon, it's actually short, short for Pocket Monsters, <laughs> which people probably usually don't recognize if they were just told Pocket Monsters, but... It. Right. Yeah.
0: it's kind of goes to show you, like, you can get a long ways in Japan um, with English since just so many of the words are just, you know, borrowed English words, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but konbini are... As, you know absolutely my favorite subject to talk about when it comes to Japan I mean I think for me it even goes above anime um, it's it's the busy person's dream um, what you can get from a konbini the, the the convenience plus the, the you know Oishi factor the deliciousness factor of anything you can buy from there um, my personal favorite uh, onigiri which are rice balls um. Usually, made you know, they're fresh to store every day. There's a onigiri for you know whatever flavor you like. My personal favorite is tuna mayo. Uh, pretty simple, I know, but I there's you know you can get ones with roe. I think um, there's vegetarian options. I think some you know just with nori with seaweed.
1: So yeah. yeah. Well, that was exactly the reason why you know this whole podcast started because you know. Jacob and I are able to share like such similarities in Japanese culture, you know, and yeah. the, the one they just mentioned, you know, the rice ball is exactly what I would get when I go to convenience. <laughs> yeah, that's um This with tuna with mayo. It's very self explanatory, but you have to try that out once you go to Japan. It's actually one of the best things that you can buy under like five bucks. It's probably around like what. 100 yen somewhere a little,
0: like maybe even cheaper yeah it was like 100 to two. it's like 100 to 200 300 yen um which is like one to three dollars depending on
1: which flavor you get yeah. but yeah as jacob said um a variety of ingredients that you can buy from All right
0: so there's sort of three major names you'll see across japan of uh konbini i think The ones that I think most Americans will recognize is 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is huge, you know, not only in America, but also in Japan. Um, There's Lawson's, and there's also Family Mart. Those are sort of the three major retailers. So whenever you see those names, if you're over in Japan, you know, you you can know that's a a Konbini. You can just stroll in and get anything in there. Um, As far as things you can buy, I mean, It's more like, what can't you buy um, for food there? There's, I know Family Mart is known pretty well for their fried chicken. Um, You know, like we mentioned earlier, rice balls. Uh, One of my favorite finds was at a 7-Eleven in Sapporo uh, on the Northern Island, right before um, I went snowboarding with a friend. And what they sold there were, I think it was Pancake Yisando, uh, which is pancake sandwich. Um, and basically what it was it was just two pancakes, you know, stuck together with uh, margarine and syrup in the center. It was, it was sort of like a quick, you know, breakfast yeah. snack, <laughs> sort of, you know, convenientized. I'm not sure if that's the word, convenientized, if you will. No. Um, I just thought, wow, like, you know, why can't, why can't we have nice things like this <laughs> yeah. in the U.S.?
1: Oh. yeah. But it's yeah. it like it is it goes by the name of a convenience store. It whenever you need anything to eat, anything to drink, you go to Quimbini okay. and you leave satisfied, you know. It's everything's there for you. and
0: And it's exceptionally cheap. Exactly, you, yes. Right? I was just about to say that. So if you're if you're, you know, over there studying abroad, you're a star- struggling college student, um, I mean you can live off of convenience stores. For, for days weeks months and save a lot of money um, and you wouldn't you wouldn't get tired of the food from there I think yeah
1: especially people who you know stress on their nutritional diet they have right. you know, very um, they like I think the most famous um, item that they have which um, they considers you know nutrition is yeah I'm not sure if you know this Jacob but they have like mm-hmm. a chicken this is for Seven Eleven by the way but they have mm-hmm. They literally have like a whole chicken that's wrapped in plastic and it's already cooked for you oh, yeah. and all you have to do is just warm it up and there you go. You got like a breast, a chicken breast this is, with, you know, like a salad on the side. And then, it's sort
0: of like a mini
1: rotisserie chicken. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, how you describe it? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not as big as the ones that you see in it. like Costco. That's like humongous, right? But yeah, <laughs> probably around like the size of like my fist. Maybe, but
0: Now there is sort of an item in there I have a, a love-hate relationship <laughs> with, um, And that is the uh, sando. It's sandwiches. Mm. Um, They they have these really nice, nicely packaged sandwiches, sliced down the middle to make triangles. Exactly how all the kids (laughs) like them. Uh, No crust. Yes. No crust. No crust. That's a big one. They are very particular about no crust. Perfectly sliced into you know triangles. I I I really I really love them but at the same time it's like what what they kind of do is they put a lot of the filling in the front of the sandwich as they're displaying oh, it. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and then when you sort of bite into the back of it, it's just bread back there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so it, it can be a little deceiving at times, but I personally really enjoy them. Uh I I know the thing is when you're on the Shinkansen is uh, I forgot the name, is it uh is it's this particular name it's some sort of bento box
1: bento box um let's see i feel like it would just you know go with just a bento i think well usually but maybe there is a particular it's one. like
0: there's like shin bento i fr- i forgot the name but i remember there's like uh, Eki-ben 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 yes, yeah. yeah, there you go Yeah, Eki-ben Yeah, train station bento yeah. um, I guess I didn't get the right bento box But I thought they were a little, you know, expensive um, For what you got So often when I was going around, you know, uh, the Shinkansen the, the bullet train across Japan I would often opt for the, the convenience market sandwiches As opposed to the whole, a whole bento box right. Yeah,
1: and those are actually very you know, exciting to explore because it's actually very different depending on which station you're at, you know. And yeah. Like it's all like the different cuisine's of each prefecture. And a lot of them include some of the recipes that we've already talked about in the previous episodes too, so very exciting to see, you know, each and different every different one.
0: I I will say though, I do appreciate the, the thoughtfulness that goes into the ekiben's. Um a lot of time you'll find pretty delicate artwork around the boxes. Um, like you know, obviously it's sort of wild to imagine someone put so much effort and time into designing you know artwork for train station lunch boxes. But you know, one of the only things you can experience in Japan. So that was sort of the, one of the things I really enjoyed about Eki Ben.
1: Yeah, this isn't you know um, settled just with kombini, but I think just like cuisine in general for Japan, it doesn't settle down with just the taste of the food, but more of they also give a big focused on like the appearance in addition to the presentation so that, yeah exactly right. so that it would come off as part pleasing of it. appetizing all that good stuff
0: and that's sort of why you know what i've heard before is that they spend so much money on plastic models for food mm-hmm. to display outside of restaurants it's a huge you know multi multi-billion dollar industry where they import a lot of the plastic products from taiwan yep um, to sort of display dishes on the storefront so people know what they're serving and it often looks, you know, you often want to just take a bite out of the plastic <laughs> yourself. It looks so appetizing. Yeah, I think
1: mean, it looks exactly like the real thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can actually visit um, Japantown. Well, this is for Bay Area residents. I haven't, I haven't actually been to the LA area, but mm-hmm. um, the Japantown in the Bay Area in San Francisco, they give those plastic models for the restaurants and oh, wow. yeah, they look very realistic.
0: <laughs> I You know, I, I know it's probably pretty expensive for a restaurant to do that, but it's it's so nice instead of just like, you know, I guess maybe if you're not used to that sort of cuisine, it's sort of nice to be able to see exactly what's on the menu and what exactly you're getting. Exactly. Um. You know, because not everyone might be able to read the language on the menu or yeah. might not know what they're getting themselves into. So Yeah,
1: yeah especially if it's in the U.S., you know, um, everyone is in Japanese, obviously. And even in Japan, you, right. know, you got uh, visitors, foreign visitors from international countries. So I guess like even if it was expensive, it'd probably be like an investment for those restaurants to be able to spend that money and play that for their own use so that they would attract more customers. Yeah. But uh, going back yeah. to the konbinis, um mm-hmm. this is kind of like a fun fact, but each of the big three actually have their own jingles or so to say. Um when you like walk into those companies you would hear also, like a bit of a jingle sound and all of them are different, so mm-hmm. it's just a little fun fact, but <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah, I think Japan really loves its jingles, huh? I mean, uh sort of similar to how each um train station has its own jingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about metro subway stations or uh, i think even on the shinkansen line um when
1: they make an announcements th- what i've
0: heard is that this it was developed as a way for blind people to easily get around tokyo or major cities i'm not sure if that's true but yeah, yeah that makes sense obviously i think that would serve a pretty good purpose uh especially probably it helps children a lot too it's to like know the jingle know its jingle they have to get off at uh, cuz i know it's a very safe country for Children to sort of meander about and go to school and home. And I guess the jingle sort of helps them right. get from one place to another.
1: And it's a, I guess it's like a good sense of idea, you know, just to let the customers or the individuals in that area know of, mm-hmm. you know, their um, their periphery and like who might be around them. So in that sense, I guess, yeah, it contributes to the overall, you know, safety mindset of Japan.
0: Right. Now, I think. One of the difference key differences between American convenience stores and Japanese community is at the checkout counter when you're getting your stuff to check out it's not really customary to hand the person a card. um, Or just directly hand them cash again Japan is mainly a cash based society so not many places you'll find will just take credit cards, I think. A lot of the convenience stores will, though,
1: right? Considering they are a large stage. Um, nowadays, yeah. I think they also yeah. have many, um, you know, cash apps, I would say, where you can just right. leave your phone on one of their cash app services. And that you can from that, you can just, you know, there's you know, there's no direct mm-hmm. paying with cash or anything. Or with a card. Just right. use your phone.
0: But typically, the way you want to do it, in order to inv- avoid any awkwardness, because I, I, I'm personally guilty of doing this my first time at a... Convenience is instead of trying to hand cash directly to the uh, clerk, mm-hmm. you there's normally a tray around the checkout area, um, and what you want to do is just put the amount you're paying in that tray, and they'll hand you your change back. I'm not sure. Is this? What do you think this
1: is the case? Um, probably just to, you know, sanitary purposes so that you wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't be able to actually directly touch their hand. Even though, I mean, like, if you think about it theoretically, you are, I mean, you are having contact with their hand, you know, indirectly with the money, but I guess it's just the, you know, they Japanese people like to keep a distance with people who they may not know, so maybe just Mm. keeping that, um, not barrier, but that tray in between those, you know, you and the, the clerk would make it more, Satisfactory for those, you know, Japanese
0: like, customs. Japan was prepared for Corona this entire time. <laughs> Very smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. I know. Yeah. Even nowadays. Favorite like... favorite item, at a konbini. Um, favorite food would pro- obviously be rice ball. Mm-hmm. Favorite drink, uh, I really enjoy. What is it called Pokari sweat. Pokari, oh,
1: yeah. I
0: think um, it's the best way I can describe it is it's it's Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? It's Japanese Gatorade. I think it's marketed as a healthy drink. It's it's really not. Yep. You can, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> sweet. You can taste, you can taste the sugar in there. Yeah. Um, But, you know.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much, similar, you know, like, yeah. it's like what you said, you know, Japanese Gatorade. Uh, they advertise, yeah. you know, being energized, the electrolytes, mm-hmm. but. You know, obviously full of sugar probably not as good for you if you drink it every single day but on a yeah. very hot day when you're sweating your balls off probably a good way have you
0: ever heard of um K- piece?
1: yes yeah that actually is K- my favorite Kampus. one very sweet as well but
0: yeah <laughs> very good how would you describe it i've never i've heard of it a lot before but i've never tried. oh really it. okay
1: yeah you really should try it it's very good um how does it be is it I would just describe it as a juice more than, you know, how you describe mm-hmm. it, uh, the, Picasso or the Gatorade. Because, um... Hmm. I don't you mention it. Very actually. <laughs> quite hard to explain. But if easily put, yeah, it would be just be a juice. There are, you know, different flavors to Calpico as well. Or Calp... Kelp- In Japanese, they say Calpis, but uh, probably not the most yeah. <laughs> necessary way to say in english so it, in english i think they call it calpico but
0: yeah and i think the calpico name comes from the fact that so many i don't think this is an issue in american english but in british english you know trying to say cow piss, it sounds a lot like you know cow piss <laughs> yeah. so i think that <laughs> distinction was sort of made um because obviously japan gets a lot of Tourists from England every year, uh, when obviously when it's not shut down from Corona. Uh, but that's where I heard the name Calpico came from. Oh yeah, that... Just to avoid the confusion with you know cow piss.
1: <laughs> yeah, be quite the exotic drink, you know. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be the yeah. advertising.
0: <laughs> I mean, i've I've seen all sorts of food and drink in Japan. If <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I'd give it a shot. I don't think I'd enjoy it, but. <laughs> If it doesn't kill me, I'll try yeah. it.
1: Cool. Yeah, well don't worry, but we'll let everyone know listening to this podcast that it indeed is not um cow- Yeah, it's, it's definitely literally. Not. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you ever come across it at an Asian market, which you can find in this country, uh please give it a try. It's very good.
0: Yeah. Oh, another another great find. Uh something that will be pretty refreshing in the summer. Coolish. Coolish is if anyone's ever had those sort of apple applesauce packs where you kind of suck on through the straw, think that, but with ice cream. Or sort of a, I guess it's more of like a malt or a shake, um, since it has to be a little more liquidy. But it's sort of like ice cream malt that you can just suck on a straw through. Um, yeah. Pretty refreshing Very,
1: when it's hot outside. Yeah. And, you know, just to expand on the topic, ice cream is also a big. Part of the konbini um i think the most famous one i would say in japan would be the gari gari kun. it was a very uh it's bluish uh mm-hmm. actually i haven't had in a while so i can't me- quite remember the taste but obviously you know ice cream hot day best combination uh, and there's so many varieties like you said ones on the stick ones where you can scoop off and those right. like even those ones that are just coming like balls so many varieties right
0: and I know some people might have heard that it's not really the norm to eat while you're out walking about in Japan. One of the exceptions to that rule is in front of a convenience store, Uh, anywhere where it's, you know, you see, generally, if you see other people doing it, it's pretty, it's a pretty safe bet. But outside of con right outside a convenience store is sort of where the Uh, Okay zones is to eat if you had just bought something and you want to eat it right then and there It's perfectly fine to stand outside of a convenience store and eat it. I think you know plenty of times. I've saw um, Japanese salarymen right outside convenience stores kind of Scarfing down an onigiri on their way to work because they don't have time, you know sometimes to just make breakfast
1: so right Yeah, and I think also like the big reason why people usually don't eat um, while they're walking like one that's probably disrespectful in, in right. terms of Japanese culture and second um you know if you don't do that it just like diminishes the probability of littering accidentally mm. so
0: but i i heard that though it's okay to drink in public yeah is drinking kind of... is totally fine i believe yeah.
1: but um, eating wise you know could go all over the place even like your utensils mm-hmm. may like you know just fall out of unintentionally so people usually right, try okay. avoiding that
0: but that is sort of a little funny when you think about it because drinking in public in the United States is absolutely a no. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yep. I think in some lo- some states it's just flat out illegal, I think, to drink in public. But in Japan, perfectly normal. And then in, in the U.S., you know, perfectly normal and fine to eat out in public, mm-hmm. while in Japan it's a big no-no. Yeah. So I think that's one of the more nuanced and interesting differences. Yeah.
1: Yeah, once you, like, dive into those you a know, little bit, yeah, like, find those star contrasts where it's, like, you don't even know why those differences even exist. But very interesting to look at. Yeah.
0: Now, I have a question for you, Yuma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what of the three major convenience stores, Lawson's, Family Mart, 7-Eleven, which one is your favorite and why?
1: Uh, I think I would have to go with Family Mart, to be honest, mm-hmm. because, uh, well, last time I went to Family Mart, uh, was around like probably like two years ago, three years ago, and mm-hmm. Family Mart was actually the first store out of those three big chains to mm-hmm. install the you know cash app purchase by just having your phone on there. So that mm-hmm. was pretty much pretty very convenient in my uh, perspective. Because to be honest, all three of them do, like sell like this, like the same products pretty much. And they have, they have like little differences. Family Mart with the fried chicken as you mentioned earlier, but mm-hmm. overall you know coming from the as a resident of the U S, you go in and everything is. You know, just the same because they're all equally amazing. So, right in that sense, I think Family Mart stood out just because the you know the purchasing process was made easier for me. But overall, yeah, they should be around the same tier, I believe. All
0: right, I think I'm not sure if if this was because I went to the specific Lawson's, but I I think Lawson's would have to be my favorite just because they have like they have a special place you can just sit down and eat. I've oh. I don't think I've ever seen that in any com- other convenience store except Lawson's mm-hmm. where they had a sort of and I think too they had like one section just for drinks only mm-hmm. and one section just for eating
1: only. Wow. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever come across that kind of <laughs> convenience before. Yeah, usually they don't really have yeah, it. Was, areas, I think, so.
0: It was uh I remember it was a Lawson's in Ginza. Ginza, okay. That had yeah. that, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the I'm full Japanese. People probably expect that I've been everywhere around Tokyo, but uh I'll be <laughs> straight up, I'll just go to the point. I've never been to Tokyo, sadly. <laughs> I just visited the airport, so I definitely have to yeah, give that place a visit before I die.
0: <laughs> Wait, you've so you've never been to Tokyo?
1: Yeah, um I usually stay at um, my grandparents place, so um, uh, okay. they're both in the Aichi Prefecture. So mm-hmm. I fly to Tokyo and then the prefecture directly ah, yeah. I so there actually hasn't been like an opportunity for me to actually stay and enjoy like all of those places in tokyo yeah. so
0: hopefully so tokyo is just that random flyover yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i only see the airport nothing else everything else is just from pictures and videos online i see on you know instagram when people visit everyone goes to tokyo you know all the yeah. you know, like the crossover um, what's
0: the airport you usually end up at narita or Haneda?
1: um i end up usually at um so I fly to Haneda. Yeah, Haneda. And then mm. um, the one that I fly to at Aichi is Chubu like Google. Mm. Yeah, just a, a much smaller airport.
0: Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend for anyone that's listening who has plans to go to Japan, I would recommend flying into Haneda over Narita just because it's so much closer to the city's center. I think Narita is about a what an hour or something train ride away maybe 55 minutes 50 minutes to an hour somewhere between that um you know normally a train ride like that doesn't sound too bad but you know when you've just had depending on where you're coming from maybe if you're coming from china it's different but especially if you're coming from the u.s or europe um and you just got done with a 14 15 16 hour plane ride you're probably pretty tired and just want to head to your hotels directly um haunted a is going to be the best airport for that as opposed to Narita yep. yeah. well I think that's all we have for today I want to thank you again for listening in keep your comments, questions and stories coming in you can email those to us again at 47 the number 7 podcast at gmail.com Be sure to follow our Twitter at F-O-U-R-T-Y 7cast or our Instagram 47podcast. We will see you around next episode.